Welcome back to the Firemark. I'm your host, Alex Berg. It is May 9th, 2022, and I am excited to be joined by my mom. Say hi, mom. Hi. Nice <laughs> to be listened to. <laughs> she. It is also uh, her birthday today, so happy birthday, everyone. Happy birthday to my mom. Yay. Yay. Okay. It's also Billy Joel's birthday today. Uh, Billy Joel is older two, than two, you? Two years younger than me. Two years he, younger than he you. He looks okay. like he could be my father, but I guess I've done a lot less drinking than he has. Okay, as you take a sip of your water right here. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's why we're hearing some We Didn't Start the Fire. It's a highly contested political uh, atmosphere we got going on in the world, and uh, also for Billy Joel. So uh, we'll get into it with our current events segment. Um, the big news last week, we had the... Uh, Abortion issue, uh, Supreme Court, Roe versus Wade, going to be overturned, it looks like. Um, I've given my stance on this podcast before. Obviously, I am pro-choice. Uh, women, a woman has a right to choose uh, what they do for their body. I've said this many times on this podcast. Um, I've taken it even a step further that it should be the man and the woman's choice, of course, um, depending on the situation. And, uh, you know, I, I lean, obviously, if you tell more right on this and my mom leans more left. So I was excited to have her come on and get her thoughts on things. Uh, my perspective is way back in the 60s, your grandmother, my mother, worked for a congressman in New York who was for safe legal abortion and he was kind of in the vanguard at the time. I forget his name, but it made an impression uh, on me as a young woman, you know, to have my mother be an activist on this issue. Uh, not many years later, not myself, of course, but other people I know, people close to me, were able to have safe and legal abortions. And they had their reasons, and their reasons were valid for them, and Sure. They weren't asking my opinion, um, but that was their choice. And if it's that's their choice, that was fine with me. And they were free to make it. So I'm pretty horrified by recent events. I gotta say. Yeah, it's 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 shocking, and I don't I don't really understand the 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 full point of it to do this now. That's the, what has changed really to go ahead and, and want to do this now. I I don't I don't know. Uh, like I said before, the Republicans seem to be winning all the races, and you know I know the core likes this, but you already had their vote. You got people kind of in the middle that might lean the other way on this issue, and you're losing their vote. It makes no sense to me to do this now. Well, it's my opinion that the Democrats, they've already started jumping all over this because it's very um, – normally the party that wins the White House two years later when there's congressional races or even governorships – it goes to the other party. That's Correct. been the yep. tradition. And uh, the Republicans wouldn't need to do very much to probably take over the uh, Senate and maybe even the House. Right. And I think they're shooting themselves in the foot. Absolutely. With, with this issue. And the majority of the country seems to be pro-choice. Mm -hmm. uh, even those who don't have a strong opinion would go with the fact that it's the individual's choice. I just wanted to know if I could say something about Barry Goldwater. 
Okay. Oh, was he going to get upset? Barry Goldwater, <laughs> yes, because he must be spinning in his grave. Oh, okay. Barry Goldwater was a very conservative uh, senator, longtime senator from Arizona. Mm-hmm. He ran against Johnson in 1964. Right. He was kind of demonized at the time, but as the years passed, my goodness, he'd be almost considered a liberal today. Ah, but he was for small government, and he was for personal uh, responsibility, personal choice. He would be horrified to think the government would involve themselves in personal decisions, intimate decisions on a woman's life. And, uh, you know, just the way the, the, the arc of history goes, it, it, it really is, is just amazing to me. Um, yeah, it's amazing how much the parties have changed just within your lifetime. Uh, so much so. But I want to mention, you know, we have a, a relative years ago who found herself pregnant at 18. And um, I thought that was probably not a great idea. And I spent some time talking with her, and she did listen. And after she listened to everything I wanted to say, she said, well, I want to keep it. And I said, it's your body, mm-hmm. it's your choice. And I did what I could to help her. And, you know, we would have loved and supported her either way. I mean, we're happy that she made the choice and her daughter is a loving member of this family and, and, and everything um, who's getting close to almost 18 herself at this point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, either way, it's it's got to be the woman's choice for sure. So um, moving on to, uh, I mean, the political parties in the media. We were talking earlier and I said I – I don't even feel that there's two political parties anymore in terms of even the left and right spectrum. You know, you have the Democrats and the Republicans, but you have these progressives, of which I now label regressives, because I feel all they're doing is stirring more controversy and, and pushing this country backward and not forward. There's nothing progressive about it. And then on the radical right, you have, I mean, basically the Trumpists. I don't even know a, a good name. I got to think of a better name for him because I, I like regressive, but I don't know. Um you know, I, I feel that Donald Trump is almost like his own party. A lot of things the Republican platform stands for, Trump is kind of his own little entity. And, of course, he had to have a political party to back him in order to become president because independents don't win. But um, well, who knows? Maybe in 2024 we'll see. Maybe he'll run as an independent and they'll have some other Republican. You never know what can happen. Um, you No less a personage than Karl Rove, if you remember, was the mastermind before. For George W. Bush's presidency, writes a column in the New York uh, in the uh, Wall Street Journal about how the Republicans are hurting themselves by following Trump, and you know that they, they would have it made if they they didn't do that and if they didn't support you know the January sixth rioters um, that they're hurting their own cause. Um, so even some well-known Republicans have some independence and are speaking out, but the politicians, the ones that are running, are, are still scared of Trump. I, I, yeah, I don't understand that. I don't know why people need to be scared of somebody. I mean, what is Trump going to do to them? <laughs> I don't... Well, what he's doing is any congressman that might have voted against him in some regard he is fostering a primary run for that candidate and supporting the primary opponent 
so that the incumbent doesn't even get the nomination. Right. So he wants to pick his disciple Trumpists, I guess, to come up. I understand what you're saying. But it's as it is. It's always about him. Whatever it is, it's about him. It's about him, and it's about money. Right. And I know we differ on it. I mean, I thought he did some good things for the country. I know you didn't, but I mean, we do agree that he obviously is a narcissist. You can't, you can't not see that he's an, a narcissist. I mean, he, he is a narcissist. But you know, a, a lot of presidents could be considered narcissist over time. So I mean, you know, you don't achieve a level of political office and clout, whatever, without having some narcissistic qualities about yourself. Um, but you know, back to the rational. I mean, we need to have people more toward the middle. Um, I mean, even in the media, we have these whack jobs like Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. They they represent each side of the spectrum, and they're complete loons on both sides of it, and, and they need to go. Um, I was listening to a, a left-wing radio host, and he was refusing to take calls from people um, that were saying – this was after the whole mask mandate getting uh, lifted on the airplanes. And he was saying, I don't want to hear from callers that say masks don't work because you're a bunch of QAnon racists. I mean, how do you label somebody a racist just because they don't think a mask works? And, and then he says, uh, I refuse to listen to your, quote, bullshit. I'm like, this is not rational thinking. This is not respecting other people's views. These, these people are poison on the airways. I mean, I don't know. I, I think you need to respect other people's opinions if we're going to move forward. You know, they say the algorithms for all these social media places, they want to get people angry. It, it, it makes people tune it's in. ratings. It yeah. makes people read, and it's ratings, and it's ads, and it's ad money. But there's a fine line, because if you piss people off to a point, they're just going to turn you off. They're like, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to be angry every time I listen to you. I don't want to be called a name. I'm, you know, and then you're going to lose your audience. You know, you got to walk a fine line when you walk down, instead of just having value in what you talk about. I don't, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I thought it was funny, too. The, the Washington Post had an article that was criticizing Elon Musk's buying of, of Twitter. Um, but Bezos owns the Washington Post. Well, I don't so. think Bezos has any editorial control over the Post. Oh, no, I agree. He probably doesn't. But the fact is, you can't make fun of Elon Musk buying a media platform to speak out against somebody when your owner also owns a media platform. You know? It, it, it's just wrong. I don't know. Um, I know you disagree with me on this subject. They had this whole thing with the voting by mail. I know you like to vote by mail. I, I, I do like it, and I do worry about it. And um, there was some incidences of mailbox being broken into in the uh, post office for the last presidential election. Mm-hmm. They weren't looking for my ballot. They were looking for checks they could wash. But that's a whole separate issue. Uh, sure. Yeah, I, I like the convenience of it. I don't mind standing online. I would do that. I voted early normally. Uh, I think I was a little paranoid about voting during the height of COVID. So I, and that's I was, understandable. I was happy to vote by mail. Right. I will probably in the future vote early, although because I voted by mail, I was given a ballot for a very local election that, quite frankly, I usually ignore. But as long as they gave me a ballot, I filled it out. How did I fill it out? It was all normal. Uh, you know, it was all very local uh, candidates. But there's a house I pass every day in my neighborhood, and there was a guy that flies a Trump flag, and he had the placards for the candidates running 
for the local office that he supported. And I took note of everything he supported and made sure I voted opposite. <laughs> well, so I, I, I would I, I understand that, but I, I would prefer if you really took the time and read about the candidates themselves and not just vote opposite to neutralize the vote of somebody that you don't even know and who's probably just voting R down the line just because... No, this isn't, you know, this was just city commissioner. I mean, it, you know, very, very local elections. No, I understand that. But aren't they politically party affiliated? They're not a party affiliated. Oh, okay. They're not party affiliated. So you voted no. against his candidate simply because he had the Trump flag? Oh, yeah. And during the uh, 2020... I, I understand. But we, I would like to, you to, to, to read about the... You know, your vote is important. It's sacred. You should really be voting I, I for... I do... I do with everything else. I do with state senator, state representative, and everything above that. But, I mean, even at your local level, you should want people that are doing... That's even more important. The people at your local level affect your daily yeah, life well, more I, than that. I read all the things they sent me by mail, and it was all, we're going to keep the the uh, city uh, low in taxes and free of crime. I mean, <laughs> what what else are you going to say? That's, no, it's, that's, that's all what you want. Yes, I know. I don't know. I don't you know. know they do. all said the same saying. thing. Yeah, they do. They do. It wasn't a policy situation. I, I'm against this voting early. I'm against this voting by mail. It's 2022. We have the technology. You get an appointment. You go online. When I had to take the LSAT, I had to sit here at this desk that I'm at right now. I had to turn my camera on. And I had a writing portion that was, in fact, flagged. What was it? Oh, I had, I had like, some – I think I had some headphones that were, like, in the background of it that weren't even doing anything or weren't even on. And they flagged that and said I had to retake the portion of the test because these headphones were, like, across the room. I mean, they have people, like, watching you actively take these tests and proctoring you. And this was all because of COVID. I, you know, if I had to take a regular test, I would have to go to a testing center, which is very nerve-wracking. And you're in a room, and it could be cold, it could be hot. You can't have anything to eat or drink or whatever. And, you know, you're being proctored and monitored and videotaped. So because I had to do this at my home because of COVID... You know, they have to watch you. I don't understand why they can't use the same technology. I understand the infirmed and ill and sick and whatever, and you want to vote at home and you don't want to stand on a line. That's fine. They give you an appointment time and a window, and they have people there, and they and they watch you vote. You know, they, they don't have to watch who you vote for, but they watch you vote. You hold up your ID to the camera so it verifies it's you, and, and, and then their integrity is kept. Well, I know in Broward... They really want a paper trail. So they do It's have... 2022. Why do you need a paper trail? Because... Well, Everybody goes paperless. Don't we want to save the environment? Isn't climate change destroying well, the planet? Why do you want a paper trail? Because you're afraid the Russians are going to hack it. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with early voting. I don't see anything wrong with voting on the day. Uh, the, what you're proposing, I mean, it's possible... Uh, I, I would probably continue with the early voting in person in the future. Right. I mean, I don't I don't particularly like early voting just because it, it anything that leaves it open to fraudulent behavior is a problem to me. You know, you could have people look at the ballots early and then we're like, oh, well, this is heavily this way. And then, you know, it's just it's the same thing. You know, it's a stupid thing, but it, it, it even makes sense to, to use an, uh, an analogy in sports like in soccer. 
In soccer, the final matches of soccer, like in the World Cup or any sort of tournament, on the last day, all the matches are played at the same time. Why are they played at the same time? Because it happened one time where there was a match that was played early, and the fate of other teams depended on the early match so that the later matches knew if they had to win or lose or how many goals, and it gave them an unfair advantage. So instead of an unfair advantage, they started all the matches at the same time. So all I'm asking is to start all the voting at the same time. We don't need to have a voting day. We could have a voting week. Yeah, I just it's, don't... it's a big country. We've got what five or six time zones. If you want to include, so then, Alaska so right, Hawaii. so then we could do it over over the course of a week. But months in advance is a little much. You know, over the course of a week, it's going to be very hard to go ahead and sway someone's opinion left or right. You know, if somebody in X state is voting on a, on a Sunday and in Y state's voting on a Tuesday, it's not going to matter it's as much. It's not so much, th- th- you know, the opinion. It's people in California, if they're going to vote a certain way and it's heavily favored for the East and Central time zones, they might just stay home. It's not being swayed. Well, I'm going to jump on right. a bandwagon. And we've discussed this before. They need to, all the polling places need to end at the same time. I don't care about your ratings on the time. The integrity of the election is more important. The polling places should close 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific, 4 o'clock Hawaii. If you can't get out to vote by 4 o'clock Hawaii, whatever. You know, it's, if you're going to do it, it the know, same day. In that regard, it's not a bad idea. You it's know, not, I mean, listen, not. we start the national championship for college basketball at 9.20 p.m. at night and people stay up. We, we used to start Monday night football after 9 o'clock at night on the East Coast and people stay up. You think on an election day, which happens once every four years, if it started at 9 o'clock at the East Coast, people wouldn't stay up for at least two hours to watch results or three hours? I mean, of course they would. So, anyway, that's that's my no, stance on it. No, it's an interesting point. Um... I had to say this. I'm like, you know, a lot of people out there don't like DeSantis. And I was going to say, if you don't like DeSantis, then you don't like Biden. And this is not a Democrat-Republican Party conversation. DeSantis has this ban on abortion. It's not a ban on abortion, but the 15-week thing I'm very much against. But what it's doing, it's taking away from your right to choose health decisions for yourself. And that's what Biden was trying to do with this vaccine mandate. And you cannot have one side and the other. If you're pro-choice for your body, then you need to be pro-choice for a vaccine. It's It's... Well, we disagree on a lot of things, but we are in consort with that point of view. And and this was crazy. Talking about bodily autonomy, because somebody brought this point up. A corpse, when you die, it, obviously this is before you're dead, you choose whether or not you're an organ donor. Right. Okay? So you're dead. Your body is a corpse. You are have no rights at this point, but whatever you had signed for determines what your wishes are. So if you had never signed something that you wanted to be an organ donor then they legally cannot take the organs out of your body to go ahead and help somebody and save somebody's life. So you're saying a corpse has more rights <laughs> than, I, than a, for, to, for the vaccine mandate. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. That's an interesting conundrum. You know, I wish I could say it was mine, but it wasn't. But anyway. All right. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break here on the fire mark. Uh, I think we had a good first segment, and we are going to be right back with uh, segment number two, and Mom will be joining as well, so stand by. Well, I am on the down east, Alexa. 
And welcome back to The Firemark. I'm your host, Alex Berg. It is May 9th, 2022. I am again joined by Mom. Say hi. 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 And that little ditty is Down Easter Alexa by Billy Joel. This probably, I'm going to have to say my favorite Billy Joel song. It's a lesser known song, but it's quite a, uh, quite a tune. So anyway, um, if you have a chance, check it out. Down Easter Alexa by Billy Joel. So getting on with our current events segment, we had the White House Correspondents Dinner this past week. Um, I heard some excerpts from it, you know, Biden was telling jokes, trying to be funny, Trevor Noah had a roast. The funny thing, the funniest thing that I found out about this, this dinner, Biden had this long speech and he was like making jokes at expense of Republicans and unvaccinated people, which I find a poor taste. But regardless, this was the most clear and coherent speech he's ever given. Why does he have the wherewithal to go ahead and give it when he's joking around, but when he's trying to address the nation... In, in real issues, he stumbles and mutters. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. He's he's done that his entire career. He's never been a, what you would call a fluid speaker. That's crazy. How did he get so far in politics? Like, po- politicians, your, like, number one job is to be a fluid speaker. Well, you know, that's your public persona, but... I mean, isn't it that... I mean, this is not speaking, but, you know, the rumor, uh, or what's commonly known, is that that uh, Nixon lost the election to Kennedy for a lot of reasons because of the heat in the studio and it made him sweat and he looked older and Kennedy and he stumbled a little bit and Kennedy looked more vibrant during the debates because it was the first televised debates in 1960 and it helped Kennedy win the election. I don't know if that's true or not, but, you know. Well, I don't want to get into that election. There's a lot you could say about the 1960 election. Sure. Um, which is I was just talking not, about the not debate. really on topic right now. Right. Um, anyway, the White House Correspondents Center. Many people were testing positive for COVID now after the dinner. This is what I understand. You had to be vaccinated and double boosted and tested within 24 hours negative of COVID, and people are still getting sick from it. So what this tells me is this virus is here to stay. You either learn to live with it or you cower in fear in your house for the rest of your lives. It's it's the bottom line. I don't care if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated, whatever the situation is. We know unvac- or vaccinated people are getting the virus. But, you know, we know that Omicron is less deadly and more contagious but less deadly than all of these other variants. I mean, it's likely that my wife and I had Omicron when we had it in January. and We were better in three days. So, and I know, of course, you're older, but when you had COVID, you probably had the alpha variant because it was a year before and you were sick for three weeks. I, yeah, I had symptoms uh, for three weeks. I was really sick maybe for five days, certainly not hospitalized or anything like that. Oh, okay, all right. Um, You know, but I had that kind of brain fog that went on for a week or two after. Yeah, the brain fog was crazy. We had that too. It was, uh, well, actually I had that. Jess didn't have that, but yeah. So anyway, but my point, my point is, is that, you know, COVID is here and it's just going to be another one of those things that's, that you're going to come across and you're going to get sick with. And it's just time yeah, to, I, to live our lives. I, 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 you know, I agree with you on that. And I was in a public setting Friday night and it was a packed house and the hugging and kissing was going on like it did pre-COVID. And everybody just kind of felt good about that and, and nurtured and, and whatever. And a few people did wear masks, and that's fine. Sure. I mean, it's your choice whether you want to wear a mask. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's, that's that that doesn't bother me. Right. I don't I don't need to be like these people and to go up to people and be like, "Why are you still wearing a mask?" I don't care. You want to wear a mask? Go wear a mask. I just you know I can't hear you when you talk to me in a mask. And so if I have to ask somebody a question, I'm more than likely not going to pick out the person that's wearing the mask. And they don't want to be talked to anyway because they're wearing the mask. So it works out on both ends. Right. You know, so it's a win-win. Yeah. Um, Alabama signed a law criminalizing, prescribing gender-affirming medications to minors who want to change their appearance, gender, or delay puberty. I am in full support of this, that this needs to be widespread. This is the third state behind Arkansas and Arizona. I guess they're going in alphabetical order. Uh, we need to protect kids and let them be kids. I don't understand this law. Does that mean if the parents say, yes, you can give... No, this is without parent consent. This is a minor going into the doctor's office and says, I want this medication. You know, they could be 14, 15, whatever. Without the parent's consent. You... I yeah I I would certainly have a problem with that myself. I I would not disagree with you about that. I think that has to be a family decision with the parents on board. Uh, if it's going to take place at age eighteen and below. Um, yeah, or seventeen below. Yeah, I mean at eighteen you can do whatever you want. Of course, I mean you know we we. Uh, we know about that, you know, in our in our own family and stuff. But, I uh, I really need to know more information about this. This is, um, I mean, I'm 75 years old today, and you know, this is is something relatively new to me, and I I want to know more about it. Um, I hear about children at the age of two and three are saying that they're not the sex that was assigned to them. Um, That's ridiculous. Two or three. I mean, come on. No, no, I absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's that. getting ridiculous. Um, it's 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 just absolutely ridiculous. But um, I I I'd be leery uh, from a medical standpoint of introducing hormones, especially at the onset of puberty. Sure. Um, I I just I I worry about long term health consequences. You know, Absolutely. Especially entering, it just seems to me that uh, if if you pump too much estrogen into yourself, you know, you're could lead to cancer later on in life. It absolutely can. And 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 then you never know. You might change your mind. You know, there there are people all the time that like they grew up as like tomboys, and then you know, then then they matured into adults, and they're like, okay, you know, I want to be a woman and have a family and all this other stuff. I mean, you know, if if you're going to be a tomboy. It, 13 years old and then people are going to influence you to be more male and start taking hormones and stuff like that i mean you know you're, you're too young to be making these decisions on your own it's you know anyway uh i heard about this cnn plus that was a disaster there was a subscription service to get more cnn content i mean there's so many news agencies i don't know why you would want to pay for more news it failed after three weeks they made a 300 million dollar investment and it failed you know because people are tired of this this woke BS agenda that that all of these stations do. I I don't watch Fox News. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch these channels that just speed out spit out one side of the story to me. You know, I had said before. You know, people were like, "Well, who do you read or who do you?" Do? I don't. I listen to what people say. If people say something I don't agree with, I'm going to speak out for them. If people speak out something I do agree with, then I'll talk about it. But I'm not going to go on based on anything like The Guardian says or that Fox News says or MSNBC says or 
dot com this or dot com that. Uh, you know. It, well, it's... in that regard, you know, I had a choice to make. You know, your father for many years was a subscriber to the Wall Street Journal, mm-hmm. and I used to uh, read the arts section and do the crossword puzzle. Okay. But I did start reading it, and when it came time to renew. I said, I can renew, and I can get a newspaper, I can get the New York Times, but I like the idea of reading people who I disagree with, because I'd like to hear their points of view. So I am continuing to subscribe to the Wall Street Journal, and I pretty much read it cover to cover. I've also got certain financial responsibilities that I didn't have in the past, and, and that helps me there. It's not changing my basic belief system, but I just want to hear what other people have to say. Right, but the thing, the difference is this. Like, I'll listen to, like, a radio show from a left or a right that has their particular spin on it, but I don't want to get the actual news from a spun agency because I feel like I'm not getting the entire facts. Well, this is exactly why I started to read the newspaper carefully because the news section... I think is spot on. It's the editorials and the op-eds. So that's fine. I would, yeah, I would read that. That there's really nothing wrong with that paper. Right. As uh, long as the news is, is fair. Yeah, yes, yes. And I'm very, I, I can read I'm the very careful to read if, if I see anything. I mean, you know, when I started reading and they said, you know, if Trump said something that was a lie, they repeat. They they said it was he incorrectly stated, right? Or he miss he misstated, or he, you know they didn't call him an out and out liar, but right? Well, so was, they were a little bit more. That was the implication, you know, nice about it. Yeah. Um, I saw that Governor Ron DeSantis here was trying to revoke permits for carrying concealed weapons in Florida. I haven't followed up on this story, but you know th- this is this is ridiculous, like. You know, I'm all about the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms. Like, I am not a gun guy, but I understand the Constitution. I support the Constitution, and I support the rights of Americans to feel like they need to go ahead and bear arms. However, I don't understand why there can't be checks and balances with this that people need to be regulated in terms of carrying concealed weapons and so forth. And, you know, the left goes crazy and says they want all these checks on guns. They want, you know, your driver's license and ID and blood type and firstborn and social security number and COVID test and your right, right. and all this nonsense. Yeah, right, but but they don't want the same checks to vote, which is what I find funny. Like so so you know, it's in the constitution to own a gun. You know, the right to bear arms. Like voting you know, voting voting's a privilege that, that, that's that's given what, to the citizens. What do you have to do? It, I bought a house in 1977. I showed them my FPL bill, and they said, "Okay, you're a legal resident. Here's your voting card." What, okay. What else did they want from me? What else? The, nobody asked me for anything else other than proof that uh, I own the home that I say I own. And I'm a legal resident of the state but of that, Florida. So that's my point, though. So if you were required two forms of identification in order to go ahead and get your voting ID, then you should be required two forms of identification to go ahead and get your gun. You can't have 9,000 checks to get a gun and no checks or one check to get a license. 
You understand? Well, it's it's that's what I'm saying. It needs to be apples to apples. Anything that you have, you can't have one thing being more restrictive than another, in my opinion. That that's just my thought on it. I don't know. Um, and then our our idiot of the week. I couldn't really find narrow down someone, but uh, I guess they're, they're back to uh, the top of the show. We were talking about the uh, Roe versus Wade, and I guess it was leaked out by this because the Supreme Court hasn't actually made a decision to overturn Roe versus Wade yet. But there was some sort of preliminary document that somehow, some way, got leaked out to the media public or something like that. So uh, whoever did this, you're our idiot of the week. So congratulations. What purpose did this serve other than divide the country further than it already is? Well, I just want to give some perspective as a poli-sci major back in the day. Poli-sci, why try? And and I studied the Supreme Court, and um, a few, several years ago, there was a novel I read by one of those, uh, uh, either David Baldacci or or, uh, Meltzer, I don't know, one of them, wrote a thing, and they got an advanced uh, idea of a Supreme Court decision, and it had to do with some corporate shenanigans. Okay. And when I read the book, I said, "Oh boy, that would never happen." Nah. Uh, well, there so you go. I tell you, when I heard about this leak, it really took my breath away. Um, this is a, a really bad rap on the Supreme Court. It's 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 a pretty terrible thing. Um. And uh, well, that's that's all I really have to say about that. It just really uh, took me aback that something like this would even happen. Yeah, I mean, your point is more of like you're shocked at what the Supreme Court decision is, but but what I was just le- no, referring I'm just saying to is as 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 a procedural thing, right? That something like this should happen in my lifetime was. Uh, you know, aside from- it's horrible. It, 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 it undermines the integrity of everything. And, and, and again, the, what, what is the point of doing this? The, there, was, there was no point to do this. If this was going to be their ruling, then let them release their ruling in due time. You know, because it's going to look even stupider now. Like, what if they get together and be like, all right, well, we were talking about this. We put a document out, but then they actually don't do this. You know, I mean, it's, I don't know. All right, somebody's going to write a good book or a play or movie about this. Yeah, you're probably right. They're going to find a way to make money out of someone. This is going to be like uh, Watergate and Deep Throat. Right, exactly. So, anyway, that's our current event segment for today, May 9th, 2022. I thank you, Mom, for being a wonderful part of our show. I encourage you to come on uh, more often. And um, we will continue with the fire mark, and we will be right back with sports. Welcome back to the Fire Mark. It is May 9th, 2022. I'm your host, Alex Berg, and this is our sports segment. So, that uh, great jam you're hearing, that gets me excited for uh, hockey playoffs. They are underway, the NHL. I'm a big, big fan. I think I mentioned that on this cast before. 
I'm um, excited. There's a lot of teams I follow. Follow the Lightning. Follow the Penguins. Penguins are up two games to one. We got our third string goalie in there. Uh, they're playing pretty well. I, it's, I mean, third string goalie, it's crazy. The first string goalie broke his foot. Second string goalie pulled his groin. Something I don't know. I can't believe we're down to our third string goalie and still matching up good with the Rangers. So we'll see how long the luck holds out. Uh, the President's Trophy winning Panthers. Uh, Florida Panthers, they are in a 2-1 hole, and they haven't looked that good, so uh, we'll see. I know they haven't scored a power play goal, which was like their meat and potatoes all season, and their defense has looked a little suspect, and the Capitals are taking it to them. So uh, the Colorado Avalanche, they were second in the league. They're looking unstoppable. Um, the Bruins tied it up with the Carolina Hurricanes, so their series is deadlocked to two. And the Tampa Bay Lightning did the same thing with Toronto. That's been a crazy series. A lot of goals scored for the winning teams, like a lot of blowouts on both sides. It's really weird to kind of see what's going on with that. But it's exciting, and, uh, you know, we're, we'll be looking at multiple Game 7s coming down the road, and that's that's always fun, especially if they go to overtime. So, um, on a baseball, the, uh, the New York Yankees, I'm a big Yankees fan. I've mentioned that before on this podcast. Um, they're having a great season. I mean, they're, they're, they're loaded with talent. There's no reason that they shouldn't be. They've had injuries in the past and they have uh, million dollar players that don't perform, but now it looks like everybody's performing and they're, they're gelling a little bit. It's still early, but you know, it's, it's a good start and, uh, they're doing well. The Mets are doing well. Maybe we'll have a rematch from the 2000 uh, World Series, Yankees-Mets. We'll see. And then, uh, you know, I noticed the Dodgers in the National League and the uh, Angels in the American League are also in first place in their division. So it was interesting to note this is the first time in history that both New York teams and L.A. teams are leading the division this late into the season. I know it's not late. It's only been like a month. But um, we'll see if that holds up. That's That's kind of cool. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Kentucky Derby. So we had this horse, Rich Strike, won the Kentucky Derby, 80-1 to 1 odds. And what a race that was. I mean, that, that, that horse was like in 20th place. It was like the last edition. It was all the way at the end. I don't think it knew it was going to race until like Friday or, or like the day before. And comes up and just, you know, puts on a clinic at the end on the stretch. And just, I don't know where it got the speed from. And something that possessed that horse because they couldn't even do like the post game interview with the horse because it was like fighting with like the guide horse <laughs> if you guys watched it. Uh, but it was a great, great race. So I don't, it, it's going to be sad because it wasn't one of the favorites. So more than likely, it's not going to, um, if it even races in the Preakness or the Belmont. It's more than likely not going to win. I mean, the odds will be absolutely astronomical for it to challenge a, a triple crown. So that's kind of sad because I always like to see it try to do a triple crown. But um, was a great race. I always love the Kentucky Derby. It's it's a uh, just an American classic. Been going on what like 145 years or something crazy. So uh, NBA playoffs. They've been heating up too. They're already in the second round. They're around ahead at a hockey. Hockey is behind by two weeks because they took a break for uh, the Olympics, but. Um, I saw the Heat and the Suns are both tied 2-2. The Heat are playing the Sixers, and I guess all the home teams won their games, and the Suns are playing the Mavericks, and the, the Mavericks look like they're taking it to the Suns. You know, the Suns went all the way. They, they steamrolled the West and went all the way to the finals last year and lost to the Bucks. So, um, I don't know. The, Mark Cuban's team's uh, taking it to the Suns. We'll see. We'll see what happens, and Doc Rivers is taking it to the Heat. So, it's interesting to see the top seeds being challenged. You know, you don't want it to be a cakewalk. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, Golden State's up 2-1. to one. I think they got game four tonight. 
They're trying to put a stranglehold on their uh, series. Uh, I love Steph Curry. He's he's just a baller. I, I loved watching him when he was dominating in his Davidson days. I think they went to the Elite Eight in the tournament with basically him running the show with Davidson. I just love the pure shooters. You know, any any big man can muscle their way in and and dominate like Shaq, you know, like when, when you're two feet from the basket and you just got to dunk it. But, you know, it takes skill and talent and hard work and lots of practice to be a pure shooter and consistently shoot with high accuracy from so far away. So uh, I'm a big Steph Curry fan, and, and you know, I've, I've, I've enjoyed seeing Golden State do well. And, you know, they had a little hiatus with everything, with Durant leaving and – Clay Thompson uh, getting, I think, one one season he tore one ACL, the other season he tore the other ACL. So, you know, it'd be nice to see them, uh, you know, do well and and maybe win another championship and really like kind of secure this dynasty legacy that they've had for the last like six seven years or so. Um, and the NFL uh, NFL's quiet as the draft is over, but the schedule drops on Thursday. Uh, I know they've already released a couple of things that are going on with the uh, schedule. Um, I think some of the European games have been scheduled. I think there's a game in Munich. I think there's a couple going on in England. They might be playing in Mexico this year. I'm not 100% sure, but, um, you know, it's it's exciting. NFL's taken over as baseball as, like, the number one sport. So I renewed my – I have – I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, and I got season tickets last year, and I just renewed my season tickets. So I'm excited. They have the 17-game schedule that's been going on. This is the second year for us, so this is the year the Panthers are going to host nine home games. So that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing them play Denver because that'll be a rematch from uh, when they beat us in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And, of course, you got the divisional games. you got Tampa Bay again, so Tom Brady comes in and probably see the game also here in Tampa. Uh, just a few hours down the road here from Orlando. So it's exciting, exciting times in sports. We got playoffs going on, we got baseball season going on, we got uh, football schedule coming out. So, really excited to see everything. Um, that's pretty much what I got this week on uh, sports, kind of a short sports segment because we went a little long on the news. Um, the entertainment segment we're going to forego this week. So, just these three segments right here the two current events and one sports and uh next show we will be back with a regular show with regular trivia i promise you guys that so please i thank you so much for listening and supporting this program and please provide me with all the feedback you can i really really appreciate it and try to work that into the show um so next uh next time we will be back uh, we may have some surprise guests we'll see and we will talk to you next time on the fire mark